The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Good afternoon or morning or evening, PPC friends. This is David Satella with another episode of PPC Rockstars. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, one of my favorite topics, which is contextual advertising. Uh, in fact, I just finished writing a book on the topic, which is being published by a company named Context Web, and I'll be happy to let you know when that's available uh, if you'll send me an email at david at clicksmarketing.com. Uh, um, by the way, I'm writing another book for Wiley uh, Cybex, uh, with my friend uh, Michael Flores, and that's going to be PPC uh, at PPC in one hour per day, a soup to nuts, everything you need to know to be an expert PPC advertiser, and that's coming out in January of 2010. So um, that's why I'm not writing a lot of, a lot of my blog. That's why the uh, the search engine watch uh, column that I was writing, uh, taking a hiatus from that. And uh, Michael Flores and I have our nose to the grindstone writing some great content for you all. So um, I'll segue from that into my guest, who is David Rodnitsky, who's the founder of PPC Associates, which is an SEM agency located in San Francisco. Um, I met David when I was invited to speak at the AdSpace conference, which is the first and only conference on contextual advertising, which is put on in conjunction with uh, AdTech. So welcome, David. Thanks, David. Uh, good to talk to you again. You too. Um, let's see. How did you get started in the PPC business? Uh, actually, um, my route to PPC was, was was somewhat strange. I actually graduated from law school in 1998, and um, I knew that I didn't want to be a lawyer after three years of law school. And uh, literally packed up my car and drove out to San Francisco from Iowa, which is where I was raised. And... Um, you know, I was I was in San Francisco at the right time because they were kind of hiring people who had a heart heartbeat um, at dot coms and uh, managed to get a job at a at, at a small dot com. And then, um, by further luck, I um, the guy who was running marketing up and quit, and they had about uh, five or ten million dollars to spend on marketing. They didn't have anyone to do anything with it, so so they so I volunteered to do it and. Um, within one year, I was sort of running a marketing campaign, and then, uh, as further luck would have it, I um, that was I suddenly discovered uh, what, what was then called GoTo, which then became Overture, and then Yahoo Search Marketing, and who knows what it'll be next? Maybe it'll be Bing Search Marketing. Um, right. And uh, and started getting involved in search engine marketing because I thought it was such a uh, a cool uh, way to uh, you know to get a huge number of of uh, visitors at a very low price. So really, sort of stumbled into it and just found it really interesting because it was so quantifiable. Sounds like a familiar story. And I think you made the right choice. There are far more disparaging jokes about lawyers than there are about PPC advertisers. So, so far, anyways, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so far, happens. exactly. Maybe, maybe we can devote a show to one. Uh, 
So then, okay, so how did you get involved with uh, AdTech and AdSpace? Well, you know, I've been, um, I, I was, I think like a lot of people, and, and I'm sure you have a similar experience, when when the contextual network on, on Google first came out, um, there, people had a lot of bad experiences with it. Um, a lot of quick fraud, sort of very little control over where your ad was showing up, um, and, and pretty low ROI. And so I was pretty much avoiding contextual advertising for a long time, and um, a couple of years ago, I decided to give it a second chance. You know, Google had done some work on how to make things better, and I really saw that it was much more powerful than it than it was in the early days. And I became a real proponent of textual advertising. About the same time, um, my friend and co-founder of, of um, the conference, Mark Phillips from Search Forecast, came to me, and and he had developed a um, a database of something like um, eight hundred thousand. Um, AdSense publishers. It's available on his um, on his website, and he said, you know, there's all these publishers, and none of them, um, none of them have really know sort of how to optimize their their AdSense earnings. I mean, there are some people who talk about it on blogs and whatnot, but there's no real central location where they can share, um, you know, their their best practices and learn ways to sort of increase their the monetization of their sites. And it, it occurred to me that on the um, advertiser side, the same was true. I mean, I think it's great that you're writing um, the book with Context Web, but you're sort of the first person to have ever put pen to paper um, on, the, on contextual advertising. And certainly, you know, no offense to uh, search engine uh, strategies or search engine search marketing expo, but when you go there, there's maybe, you know, at most one session on contextual advertising. Right, right, exactly. Um, and so we realized that it, there needed there was a there was a need in the in the ecosystem of conferences to um, have this sort of conference. But we also realized that putting on a conference is not something you do in your spare time. Um, and so it made perfect sense for us to talk to AdTech, and AdTech was really excited about it as well to try to work as a as a as three companies to bring this bring this together. And um, you know, and as you know, we were we were happy to have you participate in, in the very first conference, which was in April, and we had, I think, over 550 people registered for the show. Um, we had a lot of great speakers uh, from Google, AOL, Quigo, um, Facebook, Amazon, and uh, we're actually doing it again in November uh, in uh, in New York uh, in conjunction with AdTech New York, which and I think the date is November. I think ours is going to be on November 5th. So. You could go to adspaceconference.com and, and get the latest updates there. But um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and um, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, we're 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 trying to help evangelize sort of the best practices and contextual advertising through that conference. Yeah, and that's fantastic. That's a, that's a well needed resource, and you've got some great speakers. I I, I really enjoyed uh, speaking there and uh, meeting for the first time one of our mutual friends, who's also a good uh, expert on contextual advertising, which is the most most muscular woman in PPC. Who, do you remember <laughs> who that is? Oh, that would be Shelley Ellis, I think. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, by the way, we, yeah, she is. She's a brilliant girl. Uh, girl, listen to me. Um, <laughs> 
We do have a link to the uh, ad space, the upcoming ad space show, and Mark Phillips' website on the Clicks Marketing blog on the PPC Rockstars page, where we uh, normally put uh, resources pertaining to these shows. So, Mark, yeah, I'm looking forward to participating in November, and and uh, we'll drum up some some uh, mem- some uh, attendees for you. Um, let's get into some of the tips that uh, we want to share with with listeners. Uh, it's such a broad topic that we we decided to pick some that have uh, universal appeal and might still be mysterious to PPC advertisers. Let's start out, uh, if you would, by describing um, the different types of PPC or uh, contextual advertising campaigns in Google AdWords. Go ahead. Sure. So, so there are basically, um, at a high level, there are three types. There's um, the traditional... Um, Content uh, place content campaign. There's a placement campaign, and then they have something called EOC, which I believe stands for Enhanced Online Content. Yep. Um, the first one, which is content, is what most people are familiar with, which is really when you go and into Google and you choose keywords that you think are um, you know are relevant to your um, whatever you're marketing, but unlike uh, when you're buying something on um, Google Search Network, on the Content Network, you're not actually buying someone typing in a keyword. You're actually um, letting Google sort of look at the sort of semantic relevance of those keywords and try to match you to the content uh, on a page across across the Google Network. So, just to use a practical example, let's say that HowStuffWorks.com has an article about you know, how to fix your garbage disposal. If you purchase the word garbage disposal, put it into an app group along with other garbage disposal-related keywords, Google and, and how stuff works decides to put Google ads on that page. Um, you know, Google is is scouring uh, how stuff works, trying to figure out the semantic relevance of their page, not, not unlike what Google does in SEO in terms of determining... The, the, the relevance of, of a website, and they say, aha, this is an article about garbage disposals, and here uh, this guy has, has created an ad group with keywords about garbage disposal, therefore I'm going to serve this person's ad on the garbage disposal page. So so again, it's, it's different than the search network because you're not buying a keyword, you're buying, I guess, semantic relevance is, is the best way to, to describe it. Now, well, let, let me just uh, underscore something there because this is uh, one of the one of the areas that is most confusing to PPC advertisers, especially ones that are well familiar with search and search keywords. Uh, the keywords in a in a in a keyword targeted content ad group uh, play an entirely different role than the keywords in search. The keywords in a con in a keyword targeted ad group are saying to Google, "Please place place my ad." on pages in the content network that contain all or most of these words. So frequently that keyword list doesn't even contain keywords that are related to the advertiser's products and services. It's more about where you want your ad to appear and who you want to see the ad. Exactly. Exactly. It's a a, a fundamental change, and I think um, people people don't really um, understand that change very frequently. So it's definitely worth emphasizing. Um, so, so the next one is then the placement targeted, and um, you know, pl- placement targeting is 
is if we go back to the example of, of how stuff works, uh, being a example website, let's say that you don't necessarily um, want to show up on particular keywords, you know, or I should say that you want sort of you don't care about the semantic relevance. You just know that you want to show up on how stuff works. Well, Google has now made it possible for you to um, choose the particular website where you want your ad to be placed. Um, and so if you decide, I just want to show up on how stuff works, you have that option now. And, um, you know, the, the value of that clearly is you may, you may actually um, initially start with it with a content campaign and do get tens of thousands of sites that you show up on. But as you start looking at your reporting, you start to realize, well, Google may think that my garbage disposal website uh, um, ad is relevant on xboxchiefs.com. But, you know, the truth of the matter is I'm not getting any conversions there. However, how stuff works seems to work really well for me. So I'm just going to, rather than, than, than continue to run on contextual advertising alone, I'm going to just take my best sites that are showing up on, on my, in my reporting and just put ads specifically on that site. So, um, and I should mention that, um, you know, this is, a, this is something that I think is a, is a benefit both to publishers and to advertisers. And uh, you know there was a, there's a company called Quigo that um, that we might talk about a little bit later that I think really gets a lot of credit for coming up with this concept of of allowing advertisers to just choose specific pages where they can or websites where they can purchase um, CPC um, advertising. Um, and and from a publisher perspective, if you think about it, it's great because if you have great quality traffic, um, you know you don't want to be watered down necessarily by a lot of other irrelevant sites. Similarly, from an advertiser perspective, if you find out where where you're getting the highest quality traffic, um, you want to put all your uh, eggs in that basket, so to speak. Um, Absolutely. So it's a fundamentally different approach. Yeah, and one, one of the uh, biggest advantages is the fact that uh, having listed um, the sites where you want your ads to appear, uh, the advertiser can then choose to bid a different click price uh, for each um, placement, each each site within the campaign, um, and that uh, helps adjust for the fact that different sites will will display different performance characteristics. You'll see some sites that convert really well and uh, don't require a high click price in order to convert and uh, to get the ad to show and convert. And then the there are other sites that may be more competitive that don't convert as well. And uh, they they may require a higher bid price, and vice versa. You can play play uh, different games with ROI and, and exposure. But the, the key point is that sites vary widely in in uh, performance characteristics, and you can the advertiser can adjust for that by placing different bids on on different sites. Absolutely, and and David, we should mention uh, not to get too too advanced here, but Google actually allows you to now purchase not just a um, a domain level at, at a domain level, but you can purchase at a URL level in some Very cases. Very good point. Place the targeting. So if you, and this is of course especially important on these giant sites like MySpace. You know, you, I think there's there's very few advertisers who would want to buy a placement targeting on just MySpace in general. However, if you can buy a target on you know MySpace with a specific um, you know subdirectory of MySpace or uh, I think about.com may be a better example. You might want to buy on parents.about.com, but you wouldn't want to buy on, um, you know, motorheads at about.com. Um, 
you know, there's a huge difference on a uh, URL level, and, and Google allows, especially on these bigger sites, for you to, to choose placements at that level. That, that's another good point, uh, that when, uh, when, when a, an advertiser includes a domain name uh, in a placement campaign, uh, the advertiser is saying to Google, place my ads on any or all pages of this domain. So uh, the examples you just gave are examples of where you might not want to have your ad on every page, just pages that uh, that you that the advertiser selects. Yeah, and we should say also that um, Google has a, a placement tool that's available um, uh, in the user interface, and um, you can, in in most cases, you can drill down to to the um, the URL level, um, and you can actually start out with the placement tool is actually pretty important to making placement work because you can type in a, a, a topic, like you can type in garbage disposal, and you would get, um, Google would give you a list of the um, relevant sites that they think show up for garbage disposal. You could also, however, just type in a bunch of URLs that you think you want to show up on, and Google will tell you whether placement targeting is available on those, and they'll also tell you whether specific pages on those, um, on those dom- domains are available as well. That, that's a good point. The uh, the placement tool is very important, but uh, there is a really really important gotcha in the placement tool that that uh, everyone should know about. And I will describe it as soon as we come back from this very important message from our sponsors. So come on back. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com? Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Mobile Presence, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back. And just briefly, um, Google knows about this problem with the placement tool, uh, and I'm surprised it hasn't been fixed yet. 
But the placement tool fails to show many sites that are available for AdSense ads or AdWords content ads. Uh, and, and I proved this and wrote about it in my search engine watch column. Uh, basically, I, I found manually 40 sites that I, where I saw Google ads. I, I copied and pasted that list into the URL section of the placement tool, and, and the tool told me that at least 10 of them, maybe 15, were not available for advertising. So I did some more experimentation and found that the, the tool is fallible. It misses uh, sites where, that are available for advertising. So you have to be careful, and uh, I won't go into detail now, but I described some methods for getting around that that, uh, that placement advertisers should, should check out. And I've got a link to that in the, in the uh, blog. So I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. I think you were getting ready to talk about enhanced uh, campaigns. Yeah, actually, I actually wanted to you know, you actually brought up a good point about the placement targeting tool, and I wanted to bring up one other one as well, which is that um, Google does um, have a, the ability in the placement targeting tool to, to, do, to, to, to do a search based on demographics, and, and there's some fallacies in, in that search as well. Uh, just to give you an example, I was doing a search. I was trying to find websites for women aged um, 55 and older, and um, it suggested a lot of Xbox cheat sites for me, which maybe there are women who are successful <laughs> in Xbox cheats, but um, uh, I think that you're right, that there are some things to be aware of in the placement tool, just to be a little bit careful about. Um, and I've noticed that same thing you've mentioned. I've seen, I've typed in sites, you know, my own sites, where I, where I have AdSense running, and I can't find the, the URL. So I'm going to have to look up your article about how to get around that, because that's actually something that I'm always interested in figuring out how to do. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, uh, you, you brought up you brought up another uh, limitation of the tool, and that is that um, I think it relies on uh, site owners describing the uh, the the content and the demographics of their own sites, and sometimes site owners don't do that correctly. So it's not unusual for the placement tool to list uh, a lot of sites that don't really pertain to the to the topic that you're typing in. So you have to be very careful with it. Yeah, and actually I think there's another um, element to that that I, I found out at the AdSpace show, which is, um, and I don't think this is anything proprietary, uh, hopefully hopefully it's not, um, that Google actually licenses data from Compete.com to try to determine the relevancy of, the demographic relevancy of sites. And, um, wow. you know, yeah, and I think that um, some of that is coming from Compete.com somehow concluding, you know, this sort of, that there is some, and, and, I, and I believe Compete.com licenses some of their data from some of these, like, uh, toolbar resources, like, um, you know, um, I believe there's a company called uh, Hitwise that right. literally um, is grabbing user information from people using their toolbar. Um, so, you know, I think in general the data is pretty powerful that, that, that Compete um, comes up with and probably Hitwise as well, but there's probably instances where you maybe have a sample size of, you know, the sort of the one woman, 55 years old, who really loves Halo, and uh, and suddenly that gets into the demographic data. Right, exactly. By the way, there's, there, is a, uh, there are two tools um, whose names I can't remember, and, and we don't usually uh, uh, plug uh, products on this show, but there are two tools that I'm testing that uh, are supposed to be tools that find... AdSense sites, sites that are available for Google AdWords content uh, advertising, and do a better job than the placement tool. 
So uh, I'm sure we will write or, or talk about that on the show in the future. And I'm sorry I keep derailing you from talking about enhanced campaigns. Sure, yeah, the enhanced campaigns is, is an interesting one, and um, really the best way to think about it is it's the combination of placement and content. So the idea would be, let's say that we found that How Stuff Works is a great site for us to advertise on, um, but maybe, you know, it's still not quite targeted enough for us. Um, you know, and we, 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 we've tried to do everything we can to sort of target on a URL level, but maybe there's, it's still just not quite there. So what you can do is you can add now, you can combine your placement targeting with contextual targeting. So you can say, I want to show up on how stuff works, but only when there is a semantically relevant article about garbage disposal. And so you would buy the keywords garbage disposal, garbage disposal, fix my garbage disposal, etc. So now you're really drilling down to a, um, you know, to two axes. One is the, the, U, the URL that you want to focus on, and the other is the semantic relevance of, that, of the pages within that um, site. Now, my experience uh, has been that the, the traffic, the volume on this sort of enhanced con- camp content campaign is usually very low. I mean, if you think about it, you're slicing the data two ways now. You're really getting down to granular level. And um, I think that it's probably most relevant when you're talking about these giant sites like a MySpace, uh, Blogspot, um, uh, About.com, you know, sites that have billions of impressions and that most advertisers would probably get blown out of the water from an ROI perspective if they didn't do this level of targeting. Um, but, you know, David, I'd, like to, I'd be curious to hear your perspective, but, you know, what I've seen is that the volume is very low when you do these enhanced content campaigns unless you, unless you target these giant sites. Yeah, okay, a couple of things on that. One is that uh, that is certainly true, uh, or especially true, when the campaigns are geo-targeted because of what you just said. You're, you're really taking a, a subset of site traffic and then taking a subset of that subset. Um, but there's also there's one other effect that uh, is is very little known uh, by most advertisers, and that and it's in the fine print of the Google Help documentation for placement campaigns, and that is and I don't know why this happens, but Google says that uh, when an advertiser has a placement campaign, creates a placement campaign, and has a text ad in that placement campaign, then Google blows up that text ad to fill an entire ad unit. So, uh, and, and this is almost like a mythological creature, like a unicorn. They're hard to spot, but I've seen them now and then. You load a page that has Google Ads on it, and you see this, this giant version of a standard Google text ad. And uh, that's what happens with placements, with all placement text ads. So what that means is, if, uh, well, I'm, I might get a little bit of this wrong, but it's, but it's mainly true. Uh, the advertiser with only text ads in their placement campaign has to bid to get into into position number one in order to claim that spot. Uh, in other words, they have to force out all of the other advertisers that might be bidding for for that for that placement, and uh, that's why the traffic is so low at low prices. Uh, the way we mitigate that is we always make sure we include banner ads in the placement campaigns. And we t- and we get at least fifty percent more traffic, sometimes two times the amount of traffic that we would if we just use text ads. 
Yeah, you know, um, I've actually, you know, the way that I've always understood the, and I have seen the mythical uh, giant text tag. It doesn't look, it doesn't look very good on the page, but um, no, well, it stands but, out. It does stand out. It stands out in kind of a garish way, though. It's <laughs> yes. kind of like, wow, that is really ugly. Um, but uh, the way that I've understood the way Google determines the placement of that text tag is actually, it has to. My, my understanding is that not only does it have to beat the the top placement, it has to be the combined performance of all the placements that would go there. Um, So from a banner ad perspective, I've always understood the way the banner ads work is that let's say you have a a unit that has, that could fit three text ads and collectively those text ads can do, you know, 5% click-through rate and and an average of a dollar CPC. That banner ad needs to perform better than, you know, the combined 5% click-through rate times the $1 CPC, or else they will show the text ads instead. Um, That's, I, I, I think you're right about that. Uh, I mean, and it, it helps explain why, you know, you look at the forums and you talk to people at conferences and they say, you know, I, I, get, I just can't get placement campaigns to work. I, I can't get the traffic. And uh, these are all explanations for that and hopefully some tips for how people can work around it. Speaking of which, we need to have uh, another message from our sponsors and uh, we'll come right back with at least one more tip for you all. Stay tuned. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, as or maybe's. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Where to the start? You can do it a couple ways. 866XY7Pays. It's toll free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Jim Hedger and Dave Davies bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Webcology, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
the pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with David Rodnitsky. Uh, David, we've got time for one more topic. Uh, why don't we quickly run through the uh, site exclusion tool, another little-known tool that uh, is very important to content advertisers. Yeah, the site exclusion tool is incredibly powerful. And, um, you know, I think, I think just at a high level, one of the things that I've realized that's changed significantly in search engine marketing in general is that you know, it used to be all about the long tail. You know, let's buy 200 million keywords. Let's, you know, create 20,000 ad groups on the content network. And, um, you know, that works for a while. But what Google, I think, learned in particular is we can just keep expanding our broad match algorithm on the search side and and our, I guess, our contextual match algorithm on the content side. And it, it makes us more money for every click to have more people competing for the same smaller group of keywords or placements. And so so that on the search side, I, my realization is you really got to be much more in tune to your negative keywords and your, and your geotargeting, your day targeting, etc. And on the content side, you really have to use the site exclusion tool. And it's, the site exclusion tool basically means that as you're looking through your performance of the particular URLs and domains that have that you've shown up on, whether it's um, a place-related campaign or a contextual campaign, um, as you see the ones that just aren't working for you, whatever your whatever your business metric is, um, you can now go and use um, in, in the campaign settings. You can not only add negative keywords, you can add um, negative sites, basically site exclusion. Sorry, I, I uh, we have, a, we have an aspiring 16-month-old search engine marketer who's come into the room. So. <laughs> Uh, you, he's, uh, his, his knowledge of search engine marketing is not great, but he's very vocal about it. Um, learning at the seat of the masters. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I, I highly recommend to everyone that that does contextual, uh, you know, Google Content Network, that they do a, re- a, re- a report either through your either through your log files or through using um, Google's um, placement performance report or thread in reports. Find out which URLs and domains aren't working for you. And then go to the site exclusion tool in the campaign setting and exclude all those. Um, it's a huge, huge difference. But the way that I sort of look at it is um, I think about it like, let's say that, that you and I are both advertising on this, uh, the same keywords on the contextual network. And I find out that, that of the 100 sites that we're both showing up on, 25 are terrible and 25 are great and 50 are just okay. If I use site exclusion to, to get rid of those 25 bad ones, and then I use the placement targeting to, to put the 25 good ones in a campaign where I'm bidding more. What ends up happening is I stop get, getting any clicks on the bad sites, and I start getting more clicks on the good sites, and you start getting all the bad clicks and none of the good clicks. The result is that you're going to be scratching your head trying to figure out how do I continue to make content work while, while I'm going to be going to the bank with some, with some good um, returns. So it's, it's really crucial. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely necessary to uh, because the I, some some of the listeners are going to run that can't, that uh, report for the first time, the placement performance report, and they're going to find that uh, there are sites that are just eating their money without converting. And as David said, those sites can be excluded through the site exclusion tool. Um, just a, a couple quick things on that site exclusion tool. You, the advertiser can also uh, exclude certain broad topics, media types, and page types. We've got a, a list of these on the uh, on the blog. 
Um, for example, uh, the, the advertiser can choose to exclude uh, sites with juvenile, gross, and bizarre content. And uh, if your product does not seem to pertain to juvenile, gross, or content, you can, with one, just click on a, on a, uh, on a box, uh, say to Google, I don't want my ads appearing on those kinds of sites. Um, but there is a caveat. Check the data. Uh, the tool now shows data up to the entire length of the campaign, uh, the all-time setting, and check the data to make sure that these kinds of sites that you might think would perform badly for you are, are actually performing badly. What we always find is, is a, that there's a surprise, that there's a, a page type or a topic that we wouldn't think would perform well, and it actually does. It actually uh, gets great click-through rates and, and great conversion rates. And with that, David, we have run out of time. Um, we, this is uh, a topic that we both love, and we'll, I'm going to have to get you back to uh, discuss it, but, but thanks for coming on today. Thanks, David. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you in uh, New York in November. Same here. And um, how can people contact you if they want to follow up? Um, my email address is david at ppcassociates.com, and I'm always uh, happy to hear people's uh, questions. I also have a blog at blogation.net. So, um, yeah, definitely would love to follow up with people if they have questions. Excellent. And are you active on Twitter? I think you are, aren't you? I am on Twitter. Uh, not as active as you are. You are the <laughs> master of Twitter. Um, but I am uh, my Twitter account is Twitter forward slash Rodnitsky. Um, haven't been on there in a while. I actually might if you go to my blog, I've written some some very disparaging posts about Twitter lately. So um, <laughs> uh, that maybe is a, a maybe a totally different discussion at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we'll definitely have you on. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, David. Okay. And listeners, thanks for listening. And come on back next week. I've got uh, a special guest for you and a really, really special guest uh, for another episode of PPC Rockstars. Stars.